This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh from 919 Beer. Wayne Holt is MIA today. No, Wayne. No, Wayne. You're excited about Wayne's this. in Mexico. That's right. He's, he's in Mexico. Up, soaking up El Rey's. Good for him. Hopefully he's drinking lots of uh, watery domestic. He there. texted us. Did oh, yeah, he did. Did you not see the picture? Look, he man, us. I left my phone in the studio earlier today, and I've been completely out of he sorts. He texted us with a picture of Modelo Especial, oh. which is my go-to Mexican restaurant uh, light beer. Mm, Tecate. I do like Modelo, though. I I just I have a thing for Modelo. So shout out to what he said. He's he's drinking lots of that, and uh, by the time we're doing the podcast, so right now he will be getting uh, what do you say hydrotherapy? And yeah, a, he says and a which Swedish I, and shot yeah because you sent him a picture of your um, your Chex mix. Yes, I was eating Chex mix at, on the way over here at, from scratch. At scratch because they brought the food today, and um, we've got the bippity boppity. The um, bibimbap bowl, the bippity boppity bowls, which are yes, very, very and good. You had a meeting, so you you haven't eaten yours. That's gonna but, be my snack. But our our Mother Earth guests thoroughly enjoyed it. That's gonna be that's gonna be my pre-show snack. But yeah, he uh, he said, "Wish I had some of that right now. I'll be going to hydrotherapy and getting a Swedish massage while you all are podcasting." And yeah. you sent him the um, Costanza gift. The Costanza. Can't, you can't let a massage reference go without a Costanza gift. You know, I had that conversation. I think it moved. I had that. I had that conversation the other day um, with some people about Seinfeld. And are you, are you finding that it's more and more difficult to have Seinfeld conversations with with? That was my point. Like the people now. Yeah. Like younger people. It's right. Like there's nothing. They have no. There's they have nothing. zero. They have zero working knowledge of that sort of thing because it's not like they're binging on it on Netflix and things like that. Uh, but if, there was something that happened. Um, there was something that happened in sports a couple weeks ago, and everybody was making like the same Seinfeld reference, right? And it's like you know, sports Keith, bros. Keith Hernandez was it? The Keith Hernandez. No, it a, reference? I forgot what it was now because it was a few weeks ago. But I do know my overall <laughs> reaction to it was. Everybody's making the same Seinfeld joke, and I'm thinking to myself, you're all telling the same joke to people who are like 35 and up. Yeah. Spitting. Oh, that's right. It was the spitter. Thank you, Alec. Okay. That's right. It was the second spitter. It was between- okay. uh, Yeah, yeah. The, it was the between, whole JFK thing. It was between Rajan Rondo and Chris Paul and it breaking it down, and people were like, there was a second spitter, right? <laughs> and I, I think to myself, like, you know, I get the reference because I'm damn near 40, Yeah. but like, if you're 29- much the yeah, no, you had no knowledge of that. Much the same way when that hurricane, uh, what was the hurricane that came through uh, before Michael? What, uh, it was Matthew. Uh, no, 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 this year. Oh, Matthew. Florence? No, Florence. Yeah. Uh, when they kept yelling, uh, when they showed the Ross, the, the pivot, the friends. Oh, right. Same thing, right. same thing. Like, yeah. like. Nobody gets that. No, like, like, I get the younger it. folks you don't get, get it, that. but younger people have no idea what any of that stuff is. Yeah, and I'm reminded this all the time realization. with my 23-year-old brother when I'll make a reference, he's like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like we have failed you. We both have 23-year-old siblings that make us um, mm-hmm. feel really old. Yeah, trust me. I'm very much aware of and that. And Wayne has a 23-year-old daughter. So we all relate. That's what ties it all in. Man. What have you been up to? Um, Jeez, what was this weekend? I had something at the brewery. Oh, we did a big car show thing Sunday. That was kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, like some really cool cars. We did this cars and jars thing. It was for uh, to benefit military missions in action, which is a Fuquay Verena based uh, charity for military veterans and and families, and it was a lot of fun. We had over a hundred different cars, jeeps, and motorcycles out there, mm-hmm. and it was it was I mean it was a perfect afternoon, it was gorgeous weather, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Other than that, uh, work man. Oh, torture you, tortured soul. It's too bad for you. Going on vacation next week. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I know that. That's the case. I actually, mean, oh, why you shut me down? I mean, you get to go on like what? I'm going seven, to Asheville again. Seven, eight vacations a year. I'm going to Asheville I go, again next week. I go for six days, and yeah. it's, it's glossed over. I should go in with the Brownlows. You're going on vacation. Yeah, Kelly and I are going with uh, Lauren and Eric. Please FaceTime me throughout that uh, visit. Actually, I, we might do an ACC panic room from a brewery. Be careful with that because I know the one at uh, at Biercana end up getting nixed. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't <laughs> exactly. look like that doesn't First look like anything. Club. Doesn't look like anything. First to rule me. of ACC panic room: We yeah. don't talk about ACC nope, panic. Room. Don't know what you're talking about. It's been purged from the memory banks. So when are you going to Asheville? Uh, the 16th. So Friday. Yeah, next Friday. 
Next Friday. Will so you I? will miss uh, Silent Night Day at Mother at Mother Earth. Will Brewing I? Company that that we're going to talk will about. I be missing Silent Night? I don't think so. Well, I'm saying Silent Night Day, the actual thing. This is true. I might be able to have Silent so Night before that. Where Where do you plan to go in Asheville? Uh, don't know yet. I guess I got a. I've, Ash- appara- I've apparently been made the planner, so we'll see. How long? So for someone who hadn't been to Asheville in eight or this nine will be the, years, this will be the this third, is third time. time in like six months. This will be the third time we've gone this year. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's, uh, that's intense. It's fine. That's not intense. It's fine. I mean. It isn't. That's that's it's a like lot. a three hour drive. I go once a year. It's fine, and that's cool. I might like going twice a year, three times without been being there. Yeah, um, we went there. Kelly and I went there for our anniversary back in April. Then we went again in the summertime with some friends uh, and did the whole uh, rafting down the uh, the French Broad. And then now we're just kind of going through a conversation with Lauren's husband. So you know we're you're just, going to Zillicoe this time. Like that, that has is to on be my your list. Of, yeah, that's my priority. If but at the same time, I do have to balance it out with uh, Lauren and Eric that they haven't been to places like New Belgium and stuff are like they, that. Are y'all going to the Biltmore? No. Not doing the Christmas thing? No. We're going to drink. Okay. Come on now. Great. Yeah, I mean, geez. I, I'm I, I'm just asking because- Yeah. So this, uh, this past weekend, I know it's going to come as a surprise, but I went to Trophy. You were a trophy. I know, right? Went on Sunday. They had a beer that was brewed with mushroom. I tried it. Didn't taste a lot like mushroom. I was somewhat disappointed. You wanted it to taste like mushroom? I wanted it to taste like mushroom. So when Hall River first opened, they did a series of collaboration beers to open. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of them they did with Deep River was uh, brewed with uh, with mushrooms. Didn't get it was a, a mushroom brown, I remember. That's the yeah, only was a brown, mushroom beer I've ever had. It was a brown It was a brown with like mushroom to it, and it was just, I didn't really taste it. Didn't really taste it. Um, What else did I have while I was there? Now I can't remember. But I do remember tailgating. And this gets me to my my overall point. Tailgating um, for the weekend. What? So I went to the NC State-Florida State game. And you tailgated. You didn't report or you tailgated then? I took the kids. So... Like basically, my my goal is once a football season is to take the kids to sure. at least one of the schools for just a random game. Preferably, I'll get to all of them in a, in a given year just to go as a fan. But I like going to games just as like a civilian, just to see, you know, what it's all. You know, what are people doing? Sure. Because sometimes I think you can get man a little, on the street, so to no, speak. No, because I think sometimes you can get a little detached if you're not, you know, if you're constantly just kind of trudging in there. Living in a, your own media bubble? Pretty much, yeah. Your own I hate NC State bubble? Well, the thing is, like, for, in, for, NC, for NC State, the argument usually is, why doesn't anybody show up for the third quarter? And they've got these things called Ask pass Tom outs. O'Brien. Right. Ask Dave Doran, uh, who, when he first got here, his first mistake as head coach of NC State was away with that. wondering where everybody was at the start of the third quarter. Hey, dude, do a little research of the job you're about to take, and you'll find out. So anyway, he's quickly <laughs> learned that. Take the ball on the kickoff. Yeah. Quick, <laughs> he quickly he quickly figured that out. And you know who hasn't brought up pass outs ever again? Dave Doran. So there are reasons why pass out still works for NC State. A lot of it has to do with the infrastructure within Carter-Finley Stadium. You know, the thing was built back in 1967, and it has the concourse area can only hold so much as it's gotten bigger over time because they've enclosed the entire bowl now. But the um, the real rise, the real reason why they could never get rid of pass outs, tailgating's gotten too good. Yeah, there have been you – know, now, I haven't been to a state game. I haven't been to any college game in ages. S- several years, probably four or five years now, sadly. Yeah. And I, I am one who used to live – for that, in fact, one of my lottery, uh, bug- like if I, you know, we all have the lottery dream. Like if I win the lottery, mm-hmm. is what I do. I'd have an RV and I'd go to every like major college football game uh, I could possibly go. Like that would be my thing. But right now, I just I simply don't have the time. Uh, You've mentioned that, but I have been to several games where going out at halftime, I just never went back in. Well, that happened to me on Saturday, where I had every intention of going back. Yeah. But then I caught up with some friends who had a really great tailgate spread. TV, everything. No, I mean, yeah. They had a TV in the back of their SUV. They had a keg of beer. They had great food. They had desserts. Kids are playing football. Uh, everybody's got their uh, lawn chairs watching this. And, like, the stadium's within view. Yeah. So, like, and the, uh, I've know. also been to games where I had tickets and never even went in. Cause well, I it's funny you mentioned that because there. the people who were running the tailgate, they had four tickets, and they said that they had not actually gone into three of the games this year, even <laughs> despite the fact that they had three tickets. 
Now, I so wish. Theoretically, now, the you could go and not even have to scout and just be like, y'all going into the game? Now, here's the thing. Can I have your tickets? <laughs> I w- my first thought is I wish I had that kind of money. Right? Yeah, where you don't care. To be able to, A, have the parking spot that they have, B, have four tickets and never use them, and be like, meh, we'll do it again next year. Third game. There's, uh, there's three more. Yeah, we got another game. We got a Saturday. We got a Thursday night game against Wake Forest. Maybe we'll go to that one, right? But my, my, my thing is, stadiums really badly, desperately need to combat that. Because yeah. if you don't have those types of amenities, well, then you have no incentive to go back in. Even if, if the game is good, obviously, then you'll want to go back in. But if you want the full experience, then you're going to have to up those amenities. And somewhere down the line, the state of North Carolina is just going to have to, because the schools want it. But the state of North Carolina is going to have to be the one that like allows this legislature to go through. You could get like one day, like one time usage, like for big concerts, right? You could do a one time usage, but apparently there are so many hoops you have to jump through to make that happen that some schools don't find it worth it to do. But you know, if you want to make Carter six times a year, right? If you want Carter, well, here's the thing though: the legislature or the you know two things have happened in the last couple of years that have changed. Um, the mindset for people. One of them is brunch, the brunch bill, mm-hmm. right? Because so many people moving to the area are so used to doing brunch that it got to the point where the state and their longtime rules about, well, you know, Sunday's for church, not drinking. It turned into the, hey, yo, we got these businesses and we're getting killed because we can't do brunch, right? So they finally, you know, the the mindset changed, the brunch bill went through. But you know what actually got that changed before? Remember, we talked about this several years ago. The Carolina Panthers Got a little bit of a loophole on that. Yeah, they they could they could serve their beer at eleven. They could serve it at eleven, while nobody else could because they're thinking, hey, people are showing up to this for a one o'clock game. Doors open at two hours before. We're trying to sell some beer here, right? So they got that that exemption. So I don't see. So clearly, they've been okay with doing this for sporting events. They just have to push it a little bit more because the experience inside the stadium just doesn't match somebody's SUV with a Roku box and some streaming going on. Yeah, and you know? right now, even if you're not staying out, you need to go refill your many bottles that you line up above <laughs> the urinal as well when you're finished <laughs> filling your your drinks. I've long argued Duke is probably best suited because they're a private school if they wanted to. Well, Wake they, Forest does, right? Wake Forest, the Baptist school, as Wayne would tell you, they have no problem selling you the beer. Sure. They, they just ain't going to drink it. They started with the Top Hat Tavern several years ago, and the and the the loophole was, all right, you go to this area that's under the scoreboard. Well, we've got TVs in there, so you can watch the game while you drink. We just don't want you out in public drinking. Mm-hmm. That has obviously changed over time. Now they just do public beer and wine sales. Uh, if you go to NC State and you go into the Vaughn Towers, because it's privately funded, the privately funded portion of that stadium, you can go and buy beer in the Dale Club and things like that, where they have their own NC State Food Sciences beer. It's always a red, right. very on brand. They changed the name from time to time. This year it was the Wolf, it was the Brickyard Red. Last year it was like the Red Amber, as though, anyway, a little redundant. And repetitive. Yeah, although I believe that one was actually made with a wasp wing. Last year's was made with a wasp, wasp yeast. A wasp wing yeast, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what this year's was made of, but anyway, these are golden opportunities to make more money. And if you've been paying attention with, uh, if you've been paying attention to what's been going on with college athletics, these athletic departments desperately need the money. Anyway, uh, anything else? Uh, no. No. No, sure? I'm, I'm I'm already I'm I'm zoned out, man. I'm 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 on a beach. Yeah, you do have fifteen hundred miles. You, you do have there, a little senioritis here. Yeah, like you're whatever. done. Like your work week is over. I mean, I'm late for a meeting right now. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, reminder: you can listen to the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also listen to us on the WRL Sports Fan app. All right, let's say hello to our guest on the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast, Travis Quinn. Three-time guest on this podcast, <laughs> but we've actually never talked. Great to be back on the program and to meet you for the first time. How about time that, right? I, well, because you've been coming on during the summer times, and that's usually when uh, I go the. Full, Joe doesn't work summers. I go the full gym Rome. I take a lot of vacation because I get 
a lot of Joe's vacation. on the traditional schedule, not the year-round <laughs> right. I understand. Hey, take them where you can get them. I, Tra- I totally understand. Travis is the director of sales, but his business card says Sales Ninja. Chris <laughs> Ferry is also here. He is a Triangle sales rep. This is your first time on the podcast? First time. First time. Awesome. Happy to first be time, here. long time, Joe. First time, long first time. First time, long time. Now, Travis' voice, if his voice sounds familiar and you happen to be an NC State fan that may or may not go into Carter-Finley Stadium, depending <laughs> on how good your tailgate is, uh, he is the big, booming PA voice. That's right. Second uh, second year on the gig for that, and it's been a lot of fun. So you got to work tonight too. That's right. Big night tonight. We got uh, we got Wake Forest at home on the schedule. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a great game. There's a lot of cool stuff happening tonight with Military Appreciation Night. Uh, Bradley Chubb will be mm-hmm. back in the house going into the Ring of Honor tonight, and it's Senior Night. So even for Kelvin Harmon, even for Kelvin, who is not a senior, believe it or not. But he's probably going to go pro, so therefore he's get, he's getting the Russell Wilson yeah. treatment. I was tonight. just about to invoke that name. He's not transferring to Wisconsin, though. He's no. probably going to go pro. Whole <laughs> pack full of Badgers. Stop it. That's Whole triggering. Whole pack of Badgers. That is triggering. Um, so you can tell us when they're going to have beer sales at Carter-Finley Stadium outside of the Dale Center? I'd love to I'd love to see that happen. <laughs> you got all the inside uh, scoop, right? I'd, I'd love to see that happen, and hopefully uh, hopefully they'll give me a little bit of insight on that so we can talk about Mother Earth Brewing um, <clears throat> before things yeah. get too crazy in there. No, but, I, was, uh, I was actually talking to somebody over at NC State about that because you know they could probably bring, bring bigger concerts to Carter-Finley Stadium, but they need these like one-day – yeah. special exemptions to sell beer there and those are tough to get absolutely um in fact uh like i know that tom dundon the owner of the carolina hurricanes is obsessed with getting an outdoor game you know what as he should be I'd he should it would be game awesome in carter finley stadium what a great night that would be it would be you would do pa right i hope so i you know i don't we know. were just talking wade ab- Minter, i assume that wade Minter would probably get that game you guys uh, need to like we were just talking about this whole yeah. not hockey thing but but the home field um what what do you call it? Like if it if there's a bowl game or something, no matter where it is, that sure. PA announcer the, the usually PA gets announcer that gig. So I think it should venue, be Travis. Guess, you so should travel it's... with the team. So when they're going to the Camping World Bowl, you should go to that. I don't know, man. I got eyes on uh, I got eyes on the Peach Bowl this oh, year. Right. I feel right. I feel good about it. In fact, I saw one projection yesterday that said Fiesta Bowl. So they're gonna need a lot of help for that. Uh, although moving up to number fourteen in the college football playoff certainly helps. But Numbers that's a, lie. that is a conversation for my day job. <laughs> this is the beer podcast. Would you like me to come on that show next? If you'd this? if you'd like, that'd be that'd be fine. I'm that'd back, be fine. I'm back anytime you're ready. Let's talk about also, my- Travis Quinn is sidekick, not sidekick, good buddies, best friends, Panthers teammates with uh, our buddy Chris Allen. Pepper Jack. Hashtag keep pounding. Yeah, he put out a. Um, I think he's up in Pittsburgh tonight because he always finds <laughs> the cheap tickets at the last minute. He's on that app. It's a gift, really. Dude, it's amazing how he's able to find his way into he opposing does. team he's, stadiums. He's wily. It's a gift, really. It's, I and don't then know, he'll what, complain what's... about how awful the fans are. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. And then when he's not posing as a, as a punter for the, Car- for the Carolina Panthers because he's got a <laughs> ring. He's that got an classic. NFC Championship ring. Jeez. Did he say he was Graham Gano or something? That's I think so. Nashville. Yeah, he told a lot of folks he was Graham Gano. I think there were some. Because I've opened this up. I'm I think sorry. there were some fault. Instagram tags and some yeah. other fun stuff that went along that. <laughs> All uh, right, so let's talk about Mother Earth, shall we? Sure. Um, let's talk about the the big bottle that's in front of you right now, Silent Night. Silent Night. Okay, so this is not out yet. That's correct. But uh, there's a bottle in front. Can I open it yet? We could probably make that. All right, that's cool. We'll call it a sneak preview, and you can tell, you can espouse to everyone about how uh, excited you are that this will be released in just nine short days. All right. So, for those who are unfamiliar with Silent Night, why do people get hype about this particular beer? This has been one of the things that uh, has been, I guess, one of the things we're most well known for since we started uh, producing beer. We opened up back in 2009, uh, and this saw released for the first time in 2010. Uh, and it's been something that folks look forward to. It's a big, bold, imperial stout. Uh, we brew this with some local coffee. We've got a great partnership with Counterculture over in Durham. Uh, they hook us up with a different blend uh, of beans every year. Uh, a little bit of molasses in there just to give it that little sweet round out. Uh, and then we age in bourbon barrels for a period of time. This year I'm actually really excited about what's in here. Uh, all the barrels that we used for Silent Night this year are uh, Woodford Reserve barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are all fresh barrels. So there's not... Uh, multiple generations of barrel. It's all first-generation used barrels. So all of them? No blending at all, huh? No blending. Uh, of, a, of first and second. Correct. So you're going to get a bigger pop of bourbon off of it this year. We actually gave it about twice as long in the barrels. We That's brewed a, a little week for this Wayne year. to be gone. I know. Right? <laughs> brewed a little earlier this year, so it's actually got a, had, it had about six months in those Woodford Reserve barrels uh, prior to coming out and going into that bottle that you've got in front of you. 
So I think I still have a few bottles left because Wayne and I went down mm-hmm. three, two or three years ago. ago? It's yeah, been it was a couple years ago. And much too long. It, it was. It, it is. It has been. Um, and I think I still have a couple. I think it was. So what you are. So what you are. But we just grabbed the case. So what you are suggesting is that you get multiple of these. I mean. You do you, but well, if no, but I were in your shoes, then yes, I okay, would absolutely grab a original, few and hold a few over and see how they age over that, time. That, fact, and that's what I was going to bring up. So there's a, you know, you you buy it in nine days or nine days of this recording, sure. and it's going to taste a particular way. Sure. You're so exactly right. in your in your experience with previous editions of Silent Night, how how what's the variance? It's you know it's really weird. Some some I've had uh, over the years that have tasted at their peak at five or six years some of them have been at peak two or three years mm-hmm. um you know beer's a living breathing thing it's different every single time you make it and so mm-hmm. i think that speaks to why it's important for a beer like this to grab multiples and try them out along the way in fact that's the one of the bourbon things that is we strong like to do. with this one i just opened it <laughs> That's one of the things we like to do at the brewery on Silent Night Day. It's one of yeah. our biggest parties of the year. Um, we've usually got uh, at least three or four vintage years on tap mm-hmm. uh, so that you can get a flight. You can taste um, all those years side by side, see how it changes and evolves over each year. Uh, and we do some different variations on this. We started doing that a couple of years ago now where we're doing uh, some variations on the beer brewed with spicy peppers. Uh, we're doing some that are aged 100% in Mother Earth whiskey barrels, which mm-hmm. is uh, a product of Mother Earth Spirits, our sister endeavor. Uh this year we actually did a fun one where, uh, you know, each fall we produce uh, as part of our window pane series. We produce the window pane series fig and raisin, which is an Abbey style double I'm aged in some uh, water for that one. Brew with fig and raisins and aged in apple brandy barrels. So we did a double barrel version where we took beer out of the Woodford barrels, put it into those apple brandy barrels. So you're mm. going to get two different barrels uh, in the same bottle. The now, um, what? It, what's the ABV when it gets to that peak time? That this you were mentioning? right around nine and a half percent. This one is at nine. This one is. Uh, this, says, this one says nine. Yeah, so this will be right around nine percent. So how high can they get? This one goes to eleven. Yeah, you can turn it, turn it all the way up to eleven. So like in right? five years, what it might get, what might it get to? You're not going to see a lot of extra fermentation inside the bottle. You're not going to pick up a lot of alcohol. Uh, okay. Don't. These are not typically bottle conditioned. We don't uh, put a layer in there for them to continue fermentation inside the bottle. So you're not going to pick up a lot of extra alcohol in there. Okay. Just what you'll notice is that you know the strength of. <laughs> The bourbon flavor may tend to mellow out over time as those flavors have time to mingle a little bit more uh, and Coffee just kind of become a little bit more well-rounded. Oh, that smells amazing. It It is delicious. <laughs> Pardon me. You all, you all keep talking. I need to, so, uh, I need to flex, last I need to flex on people by taking a picture. Get that, was it get last, that untapped credit. I know, right? Was it last year that you all did um, all Mother Earth barrels? Was that? So we did uh, the majority of what we do. I think last year was, was it two years ago. No, last year was the Mother Earth barrels and also the cherry as well. Those were the two variants. That's correct. We did two variations. We do those in very, very limited quantities. Last oh, okay. year we only had about a hundred bottles of each one of those. They were only available at the brewery on Silent Night Day. Um, this year we're doing uh, some aged exclusively in Mother Earth whiskey barrels, uh, as well as the double barrel okay. and the uh, spicy peppers variant. Well. This is outstanding. I do like tasting them all together, but you're you brought up a good point that a lot of people don't realize um, that just because you brew it the same way, just because everything is the same on paper, it doesn't always turn out to be, you know, sure. exactly the same. Especially when you're putting them in barrels. You're exactly right. And because it's- and and you can and you can attest to this. You can go down and pop nails out of barrels and taste three different barrels, and they're all going to have some different characteristics that are important in, in the beer absolutely and that's what makes i think barrel aging beers a lot of fun in general um you know one of the things and you know this uh one of the things that we strive for as brewers is consistency you know we absolutely. want consumers to taste a beer and have it taste the same way the hundredth time they taste it as they do uh the first time they taste it because that's what they love about it yep um doing the barrel aging thing gives us a little bit more play uh, in the sense that it does allow for some of those variations. Every barrel is going to be a little bit different. Uh, every round is going to be a little bit different. It opens us up to be able to to play a little bit and just yeah. kind of see uh, when you let nature take its course uh, where things go. So, oh, so I just posted the Twitter. Oh, okay. I had to stunt. Officially flex. I had to yes. stunt. That's what it was. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> It's Christmas already. That's probably the first uh, the first picture of Silent Night uh, outside the brewery. So. <gasps> oh Joe my goodness! Tripoli. Actually, real quick though, real real quick, uh, Joe Cran 
Bevious or whatever you I are. Was right a now. Play, it's a play on cranberries. <clears throat> well, I figured that. How are we pronouncing that? Uh, cranberries? Cran, cranberries? I think <laughs> Sounds so. Sounds classy. Anyway. Like cranberries, but cranberries. Yeah, yeah, pinky yeah. out with that. So. Yeah, pinky out. That's very fancy. No, um, but before we move on to the other beer, as it, as it relates to this, so this is now packaging the bottle and things like that. When do you first get to try it, though? <laughs> Um, it's like when when does the uh, when does the quality control start with this? Well, the quality control happens throughout the process. You know, mm-hmm. barrel aging is there. There's no finite set time that things are supposed to be in a barrel. Some people put stuff in a barrel and leave it in for a month. Uh, some people will leave it in for a year or more. Okay. Uh, so along the way, and we kind of had a target window. We said we want to get about six months out of this. Uh, but as far as when things are harvested, there is a lot of kind of taste along the way especially if it's something new something you haven't done before and that you don't have a whole lot of you know prior knowledge on what to expect with it um it's a lot of taste along the way and see Mm -hmm. what kind of flavors you get out of it um not unlike you know especially when you look at doing you know just to use another example uh what a lot of you know these belgian useries and things like that do you know they've got guys whose sole job is to taste (laughs) stuff out of different barrels and get the right blend together for, Mm -hmm. for what they're looking for um there's on a much smaller scale and with a little bit less, uh, I guess, variance in what you're getting out of each one. That's kind of what goes on here, too. Very cool. All right, so that's available nine days from this. What's the actual date? So the actual date is uh, Saturday, November the 17th. That's when we'll do the big release party. Mm-hmm. Silent Night Day is a huge affair. It's our biggest party of the year at the brewery. Uh, we'd love for everybody to come down and hang out with us. Uh, we'll have four different uh, vintages of Silent Night on tap. Uh, we'll have those three variations on tap. Uh, the folks from Counterculture will be down. They'll be pulling espresso shots, food trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big celebration. Uh, well, since you mentioned the it brewery. It is a great time, by the yeah. way. I can, I can. Wayne and I were both there a few years ago. It is a lot of fun. So I, I guess when we when we talk about Mother Earth, we also have to talk about Keenston. <laughs> and um, We're trying to break out of that, Joe. Give us a little credit here. Keenston. <laughs> I just like saying it. Um <laughs> You guys have the motor lodge. That's right. Mother you have, motor lodge. You have the brewery, obviously. Sure. You have the distilling. Mm-hmm. Mother of Spirits. Okay. Um, what else are you guys doing now in downtown? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of really cool stuff. You know, those are the things that are most closely associated with Mother Earth that mm-hmm. have the Mother Earth name on them. And we um, get outside of that, you know, you have Chef and the Farmer, which has gotten sure. a lot of attention. So when, you know, when we talk about y'all's brewery there's it's intrinsically tied to the remaking of kinston that's right so where are things now it's you know i started out with the brewery right after they opened up back in october of 2009 uh and it is it's really amazing to see where that downtown has come uh in this short period of time we're at nine years now since that happened Mm -hmm. Um, and when we opened up it was it was the chef and the farmer and us that was about it um but you've now got, as you mentioned, Mother Earth Motor Lodge is down there. Mother Earth Spirits is down there just a block or so away from us. Uh, Chef and the Farmer has opened up the Boiler Room Oyster Bar. I've heard about uh, that Which place. is really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that Stephen Hill, who is our uh, co-owner and founder, has has made a, a project of his uh, is what's called the Smart Kinston Foundation. Uh, he went in uh, and found a lot of uh, condemned houses that probably looked great in the 1920s uh, but were dilapidated downtrodden uh was able to acquire a lot of those uh use some historic tax credit grants uh to restore those houses back to uh back to quality living uh and the goal is to bring in artists uh have them be able to exhibit studio in the front part of the house live in the back part of the house uh and to create a community of artists Mm -hmm. and it's amazing you know we've had everyone there from we've got some you know obviously like painters uh we've had glass blowers in there uh sculptors that have been living down there and even people who are doing you know stuff like essential oils uh who are doing you know running small baking businesses uh you know art encompasses many things and to be able to have this community uh down there uh is great i think uh the way it works is you're you're able to get pretty inexpensive rent for for some of these houses um but you have to apply for it as a grant and basically have to be able to demonstrate what your contribution is uh to the foundation like what as an artist you're contributing to the community uh it's just a really cool it's it's a really cool project and it's bringing more and more folks down that are looking to change the face of what downtown kinston is uh and what it is what people think of it as I've only had one Kinston experience, and it was the best. It was yeah, a couple awesome. a couple of years ago, we had it was, no, I think it was I want to say it was two summers ago. 
uh, Kelly and I and the kids. One of those had, summers you didn't work very much. Probably. Just to clarify. We had, the, um, we had just one of those weekends where we had nothing on the table. So it was like, you know what, let's just get in the car and drive. Let's go do something. Yeah. Go knock out some places. We do that from time to time. So we went out to Skylight. Awesome. Uh, to go get our barbecue. Went over to New Bern to show the kids the palace and all yep. that stuff. And on the, the way back. The pilgrimage ba- that every kid in North Carolina right. has Everybody to has to do it, right. And then on the way back, I was like, all right. It's time to go to Mother Earth, and that's exactly what we did. And the kids love those uh, those the, round the chairs. The men in black chairs? Yeah, the men in black, yeah, the them. Men <laughs> black chairs. So they absolutely love sitting in those and playing on the iPhones while Kelly and I, th- that was the babysitter. I like the light-up bar. Light-up bar is cool, too. Um, it's not, it's funny, the bar is not, for the people who have not gone there, the the the, the tap room is not what you would expect. <laughs> It's a, a lot. A lot of people kind of walk in and look around and say, "I don't really know what I was expecting, but it was not this. not this." So why? It's a really neat mix of I think uh, old and modern. You know, mm-hmm. when you walk in, you've got some great exposed brick in there. You've got uh, you've got these great plank floors that are from a tree. I think they were recycled from a tree that came down in one of the storms years ago. Um, and so that kind of juxtaposes this old recycled look uh, with some of the modern. There's a stainless steel bar top. There's some blue neon inside the bar, or some kind of white sheer around the room. Um, it's a neat mix of old and new that's modeled after uh, one of our owner's favorite bars uh, in Europe that he went to. He loved mm-hmm. the look uh, and kind of modeled it after that. Um, we're actually you that know, would make sense because that was the vibe that I got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Euro we're actually chic. getting ready to uh, very chic. We're getting ready to do some remodel on the tap room. Okay. Uh, add some more taps. Uh, Closing the bar a little bit. Uh, kind of going to repaint, reorganize, uh, and open some things up in there to make a little difference. So next time you guys come down, that's going to take place in January. Uh, so next, if you guys are coming down after the first of the year, uh, maybe a whole new look. You need you to schedule a trip down there. Maybe a guy's trip. Maybe okay. mm-hmm. we could do the 919 Beer Podcast live on location. Hey, we're, we're doing those. Money talks, Travis. <laughs> right, Sponsorships. Right, um, before we get to Chris, uh, one of my favorite beer experiences with you guys i had at the tap room for the first time and i want to know if you guys still do it are you still making homegrown we are still making homegrown that is a that's a longtime passion project of stevens uh in which you know it's it's based off the red eye where you take a really yeah. light-bodied base beer uh, he presses his own tomatoes makes his own tomato juice uh to kind of cut with it so it's almost like the bloody and the sidecar all in the same glass at the same time so uh, we do still do that it's, it's a very, only in cans it's only in cans uh we only do about 40 cases uh each year uh and it's a very limited release it doesn't do have you, you guys have your own canning line then. we do have our own okay. canning line so that's you can right. do 40 cases it's not it's, the end of the world that's that's right uh it's <laughs> the most expensive expensive mobile canning uh sure. day ever exactly it's probably the most expensive canning day we have regardless sure uh but it's uh you know the window is kind of when tomatoes are coming off the vine so there's not a, there's not a set release time every year people say when's it coming out when's it coming out and it's like we it's can usually get it. like septemberish right it's usually august, late September? late august is kind of yeah. what we target for that yeah it's it's early season tailgating perfect and time. it's a great tailgating beer especially for a 1 p.m mm-hmm. panthers game or a noon NC State ha- game which there have been a lot of this there year. have been a lot it's five o'clock somewhere well, Travis, Travis, Travis doesn't. Seven thirty tonight. That's Go right. Back. Travis That's doesn't right. get to tailgate for state games, Which is so right. I didn't bring that up. It's really unfortunate. But, right. But hence, sure. Travis, hence Travis not drinking here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pick the wrong day to come on the show. That's yeah, fine. We'll do it again sometime. Uh, have you I'm ever had? For. Have you exactly. ever had of a? a uh, oh, uh, I've had a beer before. I've gone to the press box. No, 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 that one, please. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on, no, I'm I'm talking about a. Uh, Before you've spoken to fifty seven thousand five hundred and eighty three people at a time. Let's be honest, they're not all in there at once for kickoff. Yeah, they're still tailgating. I mean, Travis, come on. I mean, I I am neither confirmed. I am doing. I am doing. I do that every Thursday actually. So <laughs> yeah. when I do the do beer podcast and the Thursday shows, always tend to be better than the other shows. Highest ratings. Weird. It's all about right? the ratings, right? Right. It's very strange. But drink um, more, care less. I feel like we got to save Travis's voice though. Been talking too we much. We did. He Chris, brought a pocket full in. of Ricolas. Well, we, gonna... we are on the 919 Beer Podcast, and Chris represents us up here in the Triangle, so go. he can tell you guys all about what's going on with Mother Earth in the 919. Yeah, let's give, let's give him a break. It's time to... Uh, Chris Ferry. Chris. Hello. It's time. Travis needs a break. He can't spend all of his voice capital Well, uh, and that's here. what he brought me in for. He <laughs> I said, know. you know, I, I love these guys, <laughs> and I love drinking beer, right? Yeah, it's kind of like Clemson. Up and I'll help it's you actually kind of like Clemson. They play like oh, eight. They, don't, they, don't bring Clemson up. They play up all this, 85 this scholarship <laughs> players. We don't need to. Don't bring uh, North Carolina. Ixnay yeah. on the Limson K. 
It's fine. They're beating everybody. There's no shame in that. So okay, so <laughs> you good. are you are the triangle sales rep. So I you're you're making sure that everybody uh, in our immediate li- uh, listening audience here in the nine one nine. Uh, is satisfied. So what's moving the most for Mother Earth right now? So right now it's got to be the uh, Long Weekend IPA. Okay. Um, some people may remember it as the oatmeal IPA we released uh, about a little over a year ago right now. Um, and it did so extremely well for us. We decided we're going to keep everyone happy, keep it pumping out year round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of our other year round beers have a nice little name for it. And we didn't want oatmeal IPA to be uh, the one, the one without a name so we sat down for a while this is one of the biggest pains in the beer world right now is trying to find a name that someone has not already taken okay um and thankfully with this one we were able to snag long weekend with it uh it's the same great recipe that everyone got used to drinking uh just a nice new name on it it's brewed with flaked oats so it's got that nice kind of creamy texture in the mouthfeel citra mosaic and chinook hops in there all late in dry hop edition so you've got that nice really low really low bitterness really big nice juicy fruity hop flavors and aromas in there i mean they just opened a can up right now and i'm sitting about three feet away from it i got a nice whiff of that grapefruit mangoey passion nice. loveliness right there i mean it's like every buzzword possible joe i know he is trained it's my favorite travis is travis is sitting here like checking words off of his list He's i don't like, do yep, sales got that or got that got that <laughs> <laughs> it's good what else what else is going on with you guys? I mean, Mother Earth from the start has been known for uh, Weeping Willow. Yep, Whip, yep, absolutely. Um, Endless River, <clears throat> Endless River, the Colch, Dark Cloud got Dunkel, my Dark, Dark Cloud flavor. Dunkel, which which is a year round Dunkel, correct? Right? Um, which the world needs more of, in my <laughs> humble opinion. World needs more Dunkels. I totally I agree. agree. Coming from one that's not coming brewing a Dunkel from- again this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> We brewed ours last year, loved it, and not everybody bought it as much as we thought they should. But you guys do it year-round, which I have a lot of respect for, uh, and it's a delicious beer. I love that beer. And then, um, oh, don't tell, don't tell me the sisters. What is the the the, the Come IPA? Come on, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac. Think, no, no. Rihanna. Sisters of, <laughs> Sisters of Rihanna. No, Sisters of the Moon. That's right. Sisters of the Moon. Um, that's our original one. The, the, more East Coast style. Right. So, right there. But that's like your core lineup. You yep. got Park Day, yep. which is your pills. And then the newest edition, Long Weekend, we were just talking about. And Long Weekend is in cans. That's correct. Cans and kegs right there. Boys um, and girls. Are the others oh, still in bottles are. or are we have we transitioned to all cans? So right now we've got um, the Long Weekend and the Park Day are cans and draft only. The Weeping Willow is one that started out just bottles and draft and we've gone ahead and we started doing that one in cans as well. We haven't gotten rid of the bottles and I don't foresee us getting rid of any of the bottles because – We've been around for nine years. That's a lot longer than a lot of the other North sure. Carolina breweries. And it was back when cans people really developed had that habits. stigma. Exactly. exactly and right. there's those people that Which don't want the cans. Starkly difficult to break. They are. Even though a can is a beautiful thing, people still want their bottles, and that's okay. We'll keep the bottles. Um, well, I figured, and Joe always mentions this, I mean, where you guys are located geographically. Cans are necessary for people going to the beach, exactly right? right? We're the halfway point. You stop at Mother Earth, have a beer, get some cans, and then you head on out to New Bern, Atlantic City, wherever you're going to hang hey, out. Atlantic City's a bit of a stretch, but, well, you know. but maybe Atlantic Beach. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said right there. I think everyone misheard me right there. That's exactly right. what I said. Exactly. Let's be honest here. Exactly. Um, and I guess, well, we'll go ahead and say I suppose. So the beginning of next year, Endless River, well, Beginning-ish of next year, Endless River will be the next year-round beer to do go for the bottles and cans format as our plan. That's right. Um, and cans uh, of Kolsch, what the world needs. Kolsch, a beautiful who, North Carolina Who would have guessed? Mm. Hey, only, you're a smart man. I have a feeling you probably saw something going on. For Atlantic City and Atlantic Beach. For Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the correction again, guys. I appreciate it. No, anytime you need to be pointed out where you're wrong, just la- just ask. That's what friends In fact, you don't even need to ask. very good at that, yeah. Fr- friends like these, huh? Yeah. Um, what? What new stuff do we have to look forward to? Obviously, we've got Silent Night, of course, which is, as Travis was talking about, that's the the big day of sure. the year, at least for your tap room. But what else? Um, he mentioned window pane series. You want to talk about that for a minute? Well, so the window pane series was just released. Uh, the figs and raisins, the Belgian double dried with or dried brewed with figs. That's and probably raisins, the best aged in your best seller on your window pane series, right? Without question, the yeah. window yeah. pane series has evolved a little bit over time, and we're sort of 
we're sort of juggling the lineup mm-hmm. a little bit to try to see where some of those fit. But fig and raisin has always been a constant, and I think always will continue to be. a I constant. I think I still have like a four or five year old oh. raspberry at my house. We just Which opened one. We of actually delicious. just opened it. Is drinking really, really well right now. Like, it's good I, to know. Maybe I go I'll ahead uh, and pop that. I actually like it substantially more now than I did when it first came off. It's, less, less, uh, less raspberryish. I, well, everything's. Just I haven't kinda, had one in so long. Everything's just blended out really well. Yeah. I, just, I happened to pull one out the other day. It's the first one I'd had in two or three years, and I was really taken back by how much more I enjoy that beer now. It's so. good to know. And the, the figs and raisins in particular, obviously, I love all of our beers, but the figs and raisins <laughs> is one of my favorite beers to seller from us. I mean, it just gets so well rounded. The body gets a little bit more plumped up right there. The booziness tones down a little bit. It's just you know all of those big dark fruity. What's flavors the ABV on that, that one? Around eight. A little bit more okay. nine-ish right around half, two, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll be releasing another uh, <laughs> yeah. new Whiskey seasonal Mark. beer. <laughs> yeah, a brand I new product is actually going to be out. Uh, yeah. It's actually coming out statewide the same day that Silent Night does. We're releasing a, uh, a champagne-style IPA called Garden Party. A brute, or are we calling it a champagne-style? We're calling it champagne IPA because champagne oh. and garden parties just go great together. It's called Garden Party. Garden Party I champagne like What hops IPA. are you throwing in that? Uh, that one's going to have uh, Mosaic and Citra primarily, so okay. that's, we're working a lot with those right now. But, yeah, super dry, super effervescent. See, uh, I think you all need to just go back to the old Bud Dry days. I mean, you if think? we're going to be going with why that. Why ask why? Right. right. Well, everything comes dry. full circle at some point. Uh, see, actually, you should probably go ahead and get on top of that before everybody else does. We are does. currently like piloting a – we're about Where's to my start Mason piloting a, a Brute IPL. Nice. Okay. Mm. I think it's going to be all Hollertau Blanc. Really, right, so really why, focus on the white wine characteristics. Ooh, like why, is this, like why is this brute style picking up? That's a great question. Uh, You've had one, though, right? I have, yes. Uh, they're delicious. I've yes. had one. They're I've had one, too. I love them. I'm just kind of curious because we're always off to the next thing, right? Sure. Yeah. So everybody's got their New England style IPA. Yep. Or some people would even argue that they're not even New England style IPAs. They just look like it, but whatever. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Uh, people like the buzzwords. So I've noticed that uh, this brute style sure. is like that next thing. Why is that? I think really it speaks to the the creativity and the desire to to innovate that you see in American craft beer right now. You know, mm-hmm. you can one of the things that Mother Earth has always kind of focused on as far as year round products um, are are executing really really great examples of classic styles. The thought is that if you've got a beer style that's been around for 400 plus years, like Belgian Wit, like Kolsch, like Dunkel. Uh, it's been around that long for a reason, and people are always going to be able to circle back around to that um, to to know what you're getting when you find that style. But I think that the explosion of craft beer in the United States and the realization by people uh, that there is really great products out there besides macro light lagers um, has driven brewers to to create and to come up with new stuff and to combine uh, combine styles, combine categories, use non-traditional ingredients that we're not used to seeing in beer. And, you know, when, when you're out there creating and you're cooking up new stuff, uh, you're going to come up with some really fun, really mm-hmm. quality liquid as a result of that. I think that the style's done really well and blown up a lot, too, because at this point in time, like you were talking about the New England-style IPAs, people are looking to get a lot of flavor out of mm-hmm. there and not so much that really resinous-y fin- not so much that big resinousy finish on it. And the cool thing about the champagne IPAs is with that champagne yeast, it does, it gives it that really dry finish. So you get all of that big, nice, hoppy flavor up front, whether it's a little bit of the bitterness, some of that nice fruitiness, the grassy melon mm. flavors you could get from it. But you, you're not left with a really aggressive feeling on your palate at the end of it. Do I have to drink it out of a champagne flute? Uh, you do you. Uh, it's not I, frowned upon. It's not frowned upon all right. at all. It's okay. applauded. <laughs> It's. It, I we'll mean, it's, it's quietly soon. applauded. Quiet. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's clapping it's into classy. the palm it's of your very hand. Very classy. Very classy. Very classy. Yeah. Very classy. Now, what's the what's the format going to be for that? You got to put it like in a fancy bottle, right? You would think so, right? We're three fifties. Uh, <laughs> right. Corking cage. We're, uh, you're going to see that come out in twelve ounce cans. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the <laughs> well, that's a departure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Call well, a garden party. It's it's the melding of two worlds, right? Yeah. You're bringing the beer world. You put it in like the mini boxes, like some of the wines. Some of the wines are coming in right now, like the mini boxes. We could could we be the first box beer? I think I think we're on to something. Collab talks. This is a collaboration effort between Mason Jar Lager and Mother Earth uh, for box beer. This needs to happen. Write this down somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of formats, um, I'm always curious about this. Obviously, Silent Night comes in a larger format. Correct. Why? 
Why do you not put that? Like, for instance, uh, Dogfish will put their 120 or their other uh, one-offs. Worldwide Stout. Worldwide sure. Stout, those types of things, in the smaller bottle well, and then sell them in four-packs. So why do you put them in, in those? Well, just to speak to those those two in particular, I mm-hmm. think those come in smaller bottles because no one needs 750 milliliters of 120-minute IPA. Dear so God, I only, got, I only got through like six ounces the other night. I decided it's, to open one, uh, 120. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's enough. It's Disagree. an aggressive endeavor. They are You've seen the Utopias bottle. I, Come on now. I can't do 120 if it's less than like a year and a half old. <laughs> oh, I still I, got, I just I decided that the other night. I have one. I had. I still have some in my fridge from like the last, not the last time I went to Delaware. Yeah. The previous time I went to Delaware. So that's those peak things 120. Are, that's when it's it's starting to mellow out and really gets good. Yes. Yes. When it's when it's fresh, that is a Aggressive. Uh, it's aggressive. Aggressive. It's very aggressive. Oh man. Because I've had it I've had it at the at the brew pub, like available in the draft, and no, I can't. Sure. But when it's mellowed out, it's just fine. Anyway, um no the air conditioner is on high because you're starting to sweat. It knows now. The We've got this <laughs> you know, see this see that moisturize uh, the moisture control. Is that what that is? I lifted my arm up. It's a it moisture got, control. It's like, no, let's cool so it off. So it knows when it's getting a little too humid in here now, it'll just blast you with air because you <laughs> I thought it was raining outside. No, it's because you're like spitzing. Anyway, back to the All 750 right, so you, idea. So you go you go for seven fifty on these sure. because Silent Silent Night, I think, is really, you know. From a style standpoint, it's a beer that's meant to be shared with people, mm-hmm. and it it goes off really well. Like the the packaging format to, to for this beer to me um, speaks to that. You know, with it being a larger format, uh, not that you know an ambitious individual like yourself couldn't drink an entire seven fifty of Silent I mean, Night in you know, a single sitting. It's um, been done. I sure I I applaud you, mm-hmm. but. Uh, no, I think that I think that with this in particular, just it it presents well with the cork with the cage. You know, when you're holding something that's got a cork and a cage in it, generally speaking, you feel like you're holding something special. Um, and to us, that's exactly what this beer is. It is something special. Okay. It is something that you you should share with other f- individuals um, who would appreciate the finer things in life. But for <laughs> like every garden parties, <laughs> like, like garden, garden parties, parties in a can. Um, so you have because why not? So you have you have like everybody else though moved on to just cans and. Smaller formats. By and large, you know, okay. Silent Night is kind of one of the holdovers as as far as large format bottles. Sure. But I think you know, consumers have sort of dictated the direction that they want to see things go, um, and it does move away from these larger format bottles. You see a lot less bombers on the shelf now than what you used to. You, you see still a lot see less. more seven fifties than you do bombers, though. No question. Bo- the, I, think, I think I think bombers is kind of those twenty two ounces mm-hmm. kind of eliminated itself. It's either gone right. seven fifty or it's gone smaller, right. sixteen we've, or lower. We've moved past the age of the bomber, I think, and that's you know like a lot of things in beer i think it's like a pendulum it may swing back around at some point and we may see that format reemerge. but no those uh, mini cans of coke that's the next one the eight ounce ones those little eight, start to see eight ounce beers Slingshot's, that's only a Slingshot's beer. doing that for their coffee sodas right i, I understand that yeah. i'm saying maybe that's the next one for the beer well, like, you know what? a great idea it's well, the one you can drink fact, at lunch before uh, you get right. back to work Pat, Boom, patrick pow. did that at uh bavana did he their imperial stout they've got in those those little like oh, nubby, nubby cans oh that's awesome see that would be perfect for you ahead of a steak game just to an eight ouncer no comment. A little social lubricant right there. <laughs> get the get the voice warmed up, ready to go. Just get the Buy a four bag of, of uh, Silent Night, eight ounce. Yeah, we're not trying to we're not trying to go Brockmire up there. So, oh jeez, yeah, that would that would. Well, you'd go viral. <laughs> so you got that going for you, right? On my last day. <laughs> we'll check in with you in five you'd years have more when you're doing uh, when you're doing minor league. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. What else do we have to look forward to with Mother Earth? Uh, 2019 is going to be a big year. We've got a lot of new things coming. Uh, our, we'll be dropping the schedule. We'll release it on our social media page in the coming weeks, and so be on the lookout for that. But uh, a lot of fun variations on Berliner Weiss next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fun styles uh, that we've never produced before. Uh, it's going to be a big year for us next year, and we're super-duper excited about some of the new things that are coming in 2019. What back to the window pane series real quick? What is the window pane series? You you every every time we say it, we've talked about figs and raisins, but sure. So the window pane series started out as the idea was to produce beers with non traditional ingredients that we could source in North Carolina. Um, so when it started out originally, uh, it was a four beer series, uh, one brewed with blackberries uh, that was aged in Pinot Noir barrels. Uh, one that was brewed with peaches and Asian Chardonnay barrels, one that was brewed with raspberries that was Asian, a combination of those two barrels, uh, and then the windowpane fig and raisin, uh, an Abbey double brewed with fig and raisin aged in the apple brandy barrels. We've um, 
some of those beers have come and gone throughout the years. We've introduced a couple of other things uh, over time. We did a double IPA with honey at one point that didn't have any barrel aging. Uh, we did an uh, imperial porter brewed with cocoa nibs uh, that we sourced from Videri chocolate uh, that was aged in bourbon as well. But the 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 big sticking beer, the one that people keep coming back yeah. for, has been that fig and raisin. So the window pane series, I think, is is probably going to take a back seat in 2019. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of releases in that as we start to do more with 12 ounce cans uh, and do some more probably sessionable products. Uh, but fig and raisin, crushable, job. Uh, crushable. <laughs> Uh, but Fig and Raisin is definitely not going anywhere. That's long been uh, a crowd favorite, and we anticipate that's going to continue to stick around. Well, thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure. I hope uh, we can do it in uh, sooner than 15 months on the next one. Oh, um, whoa. Mm. Wow. Well, that's up to Adam. He's the one who gets the guest. I just show up. So, well, you know, I was, you know, I, I, was, listening you to, I was listening to Inez, uh, Inez's bit on Ew. last week's mm-hmm. podcast, and uh, I, I noticed that there was some date some date pushing there about how long it had been since you had been on the show and i was like man it's been even longer apparently than apparently there, just so. people want to come on back so i mean if you want to get real about it this is your first time on the real podcast joe's never here you I'm haven't sure. got the real experience joe's i'm never sure here. i'm sure the previous two experiences were better but uh but no thanks for coming in thanks for bringing the salad night yeah always a pleasure we, we got some long weekend open over here too i know you guys have been uh snacking on the old uh silent night there but we got some long weekend open over here yeah it'll be for a good show today a little pop of that um all right well thanks for coming in and that was great maybe we'll get to you sooner rather than later but i'll make sure that i'm on vacation i will gotta probably, keep things consistent i will sleep restlessly until i know we're this back. W- this was an error on my part for being here today <laughs> honestly, honestly. I, I honestly came i was like if you, I, that was going to be my line was you if haven't you guys had want, the full cast my yet, line though. was going to be like if you want to know when joe's not going to be here just listen yeah, for just when look, mother yeah. earth's going to be on the yeah, show because fine. it's fine we're really missing anything with wayne not well, I mean, I'm just saying he's not gotten the full cast experience yeah, yet true. because you've been gone twice. Wayne's gone now. So yeah. this is my first time, and I've already done better than Travis has done. <laughs> yeah. Good for I'm you. flattered, fellas. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. It's definitely worked out for you. Definitely worked out for you. All right, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. Uh, what do we got coming up next week? Uh, Vicious Fishes is going to be here. Because my dudes! They, they are talking about their new spot they're opening in Fuquay. Yeah. And I'm trying to make them bring in the food as well. And we're going to fight about New I England style IPAs. You're not. Oh, but mm. you're, how, you're not. Who's gonna Who's gonna separate us? Do you want me to guest host next week? Wayne, Wayne will be there. Okay, Wayne, Wayne. Wayne's good at breaking up fights. Wayne, I no, guess. Wayne's good at starting fights. Wayne will start it and then just walk out. Yeah, like lighten a match and walk away does. from it. No, vicious vicious. Uh, I apparently trigger them from time to time when I just kind of jokingly make references to you know big juice bombs and New England IPAs. They're big fans. Joe sense. tends to trigger more than just one or two people. Apparently. I've heard a few episodes of the podcast where things get a little testy. Joe from the podcast likes to trigger people, period. Uh, that's not true. Joe, Joe from the beer podcast. That's not. Uh, yes. Yes. Speaking of triggering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that does trigger me, actually. That does trigger me. So. Uh, oh, it's all in fun. No, I will not be here next week. I will be it's your hopefully Mexico not trip, getting right? sunburned. I will be in Jamaica. Oh, in Jamaica? Yeah, I haven't gone since my honeymoon 14 oh, and a half years ago. Are you coming back with braids? Probably, like Michael Scott in that one episode <laughs> with like the, the beads and like his two strands of hair playing the steel drum. I really think that should I, I think will come back here playing Hot, Hot, Hot. Perfect. But only that part of the song. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Reminder, you can listen to the 919 Beer Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also listen to us on the WRAL Sports Fan app. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.